Welcome to Hop On Calls, where I, your host, Kevin Hop, make live cold calls every other week on LinkedIn with a special guest. Tune in to hear what it's actually like to talk to strangers and try and set a first meeting. This podcast is designed for any outbound sales pros looking to get better. Let's jump right into this week's episode and see what we can learn. This episode is brought to you by Connect and Sell, your live conversation weapon. Teams that use Connect and Sell average five to 10 times more live conversations every day with their prospects. As a cold calling consultant, I've used every platform out there and you know, simply put, Connect and Sell is the Cadillac of the sales acceleration space. If you haven't tried it out, your team can try it for free by clicking the link in the show notes below. Here we are. Welcome back to another edition of Hop On Calls live from my garage in San Diego in James's basement in Maryville, Tennessee. That's right. right. The Smoky Mountains Great National Park, baby. <laughs> Love it. James, thanks for joining me today. Say what's up to the audience. Yeah, what's happening? This is great. I have never done a live cold call show before. This is the first time for me. Uh, and I've been asked many times, but oftentimes I would say I didn't have the bandwidth. And Kevin is a dear friend. So when he asked me, I was elated to come on the show. Uh, and I see you, Eddie Cortez. You're at everything that we do. Mad love, buddy. <laughs> love it. Love it. Well, if you guys don't know who James Buckley is, probably, you know, living under a rock or you don't have a LinkedIn profile or Instagram profile or a Facebook profile because James is everywhere. But uh, James is with the team over at Jay Barrows. But he's been a big, loud voice in the sales community, particularly in like what I, I see as like the startup sales community, providing a lot of this really elemental uh, advice on how to get good at sales in general. So really happy to have you on the show today, James. Yeah, thank you. Uh, for what it's worth, I host the show Sell Better. It's the daily sales show. Uh, that's the name of the new company, too. So go check it out. Sellbetter.xyz. Uh, we're excited that John is still doing sales training. We are doing other things. And you're going to hear more about that because that is what I will be doing today on this show. I love that. I love that. Let's give a quick shout out to our sponsor today, Connect and Sell. It's a live conversation weapon. It's not a tool. It's a weapon. It's going to allow us to have effortless conversations here. James and I are going to hit one little button. We're going to take our hands off. We're going to talk about life and happiness and everything. And then we're going to have people popping into our ear that are ready to talk that are on the line. That's what Connect and Sell does. If your team hasn't checked out Connect and Sell, you should do it. Dudes like me who wear shirts about cold calling, love it. That tells you it's a good quality product. Go check out Connect and Sell. All right, James, uh, who are we calling today? Who are you going to call today? Okay, so this is some new stuff. Traditionally, we have called sales leaders, VPs, sales ops, sales enablement, CROs, revenue people, right? Uh, but we have something new to offer and it's for demand individuals, demand professionals. So I'm going to be calling into a marketing persona, and it's going to be primarily demand folks. And the whole idea of this is that I'm going to be trying a new technique that I've never tried. And I got this from our friend, Kevin and I's friend, Ryan Paris, who came on the show. He's an expert cold caller. And he talked to me about the survey script. So the idea is that I am going to call demand folks and open with, do they have a moment for a quick survey? I'm going to ask them a few questions and lead them down a path that gets me talking about what we're doing and why. That is the purpose. I will then attempt to set a call with our sponsorship director, Kelly Driscoll, for sometime next week or the week after. And I'm using that language so that they feel no pressure to do it in the next couple of days. I love that approach. I love that approach. Uh, without any further ado, I'm going to be calling for Hop Consulting Group, right? Um, so I am going to be calling sales personas, uh, meeting head to head. I you know, it takes for when I've, I have had success, I've gotten tens of thousands of dollars for myself, cold calling sales professionals, but I've also been told to go eat my own socks and go at my own face, probably 300 times to go get that, you know, because sales professionals are spicy. Like they, they're, they're spicy. They, they tend to like, ah, like they, they want to jab you back right when you get on the phone. With them. So it does work though. That's why I keep doing it. I think it's like uh, they feel like they're going to get a taste of their own medicine. So their defenses go up real fast. They're like, oh, I can spot this guy's tactics, you know? <laughs> I, I think there's a bit of that. There's a bit of, uh, you know, oh, you, you're telling me you're a pro. I'm the pro. Like a little, <laughs> Yeah. Who are you calling me? involved in it. Well, I'm going to go ahead and press go on my side. You press go on your side. 
let's let's uh, see if right. some live conversations here. So are you using a script? Did you do you have a written script somewhere? Uh, so all I have is the questions. I do not have a script, even though this is called the survey script. So my opener will be organic uh, and all that stuff. It's just going to be uh, uh, the six questions that I have. And I don't even necessarily need to get through all six questions for the survey. Remember, this is just being used as an opener to get this person to have enough faith in the fact that I'm going to talk about stuff that's relevant to them. Uh, so I have an error here. It says, or a recommended list. So I just say yes. Uh, yeah. Let's do it. Island mode. You can do a uh, connect on live voice. So connect and sell uh, has two modes so that everyone knows out there. You can do connect on live voice or you can do connect on target reached. Connect on target reached is where there isn't a human on the other end of the line that is going to double check this is the right person before they connect you. Connect on live voice is where you have more confidence in your data. You're like, look, skip that part. I don't want to, you will get more connections, but we're not guaranteeing it's the right person necessarily. Those two modes, being able to switch in between them makes this really, really versatile piece of a tech stack. All right, so what am I doing here? I'm, I'm back next. This is Kate. Hey, this is Kevin with HCG. Uh, Kate, how are you? Good. Fantastic. Look, I know I'm a bit of an interruption here, calling you on a random pump day. Did I catch you at the minute to have a conversation, or are you busy? Um, and I'm so sorry. What is this regarding? Yeah, Kate, I, I had you down at working in uh, sales enablement over at Paycor. Is that still accurate? Oh, gotcha. I am still with Paycor. I'm actually on maternity leave right now. <laughs> um, oh. But I'm actually in a different role. Yeah, I'm in sales there. Yeah, I'm not, I left the enablement and went back into selling. Nice. Well, if you're on maternity yeah. leave, let me get back. To, uh, let, let me give you back your time here and, uh, yeah. and handle the, the kiddo. How old's the kid? Uh, literally two days old. <laughs> two days? Okay. Put, yeah, put your phone days. down. Turn, turn, put it on. <laughs> Do not disturb mode. Uh, you, you just gotta. You gotta figure out which way is up and which way is down. I got a two-year-old daughter, so I know exactly what you're Aww, going through. That's fun. <laughs> All right, Kate. Okay, I'll let you go. Have a great rest of your time. Uh -huh. Cheers. Bye. Great job. Hey, I'm glad you let her go right there. Maternity leave is definitely not something that you're going to derail. Uh, I, I have the button here. It says sell and it says press sell to start connecting. So that's the move. Yeah. Yeah, that's the move. Well, let's see who we get. Wow. Yeah. Kate, Kate has a two day old baby and picked up. The front. Wow. I wouldn't do that. I, didn't, I, I think we went home from the hospital on the second day, but if my phone rang, I, I wouldn't pick it up. I'd, I'd just be like, yeah, if you're not my family, then. I'm going to put her in connect and sell in two quick, two quick clicks. She will be someone that I call in two months. All right. Yeah, my daughter, uh, my daughter woke up this morning and chose violence. You're, you're a dad, right, James? I mean, you get this. I am. I am a father of four. Your kids are older. You don't have any time. They are. They are. They're almost, almost the last one has almost moved out, yo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, man. I mean. I got I got met with a uh, screaming two and a half year old this morning just because I wasn't mommy. Mommy was at the gym, tried to take care of herself, and uh, my daughter just screamed and cried and rolled on the ground. And I said, "You know what? Look, back to work today. We we were on vacation, uh, and uh, the last few days for Labor Day. I kind of feel the same. I didn't want to have to go back to work either. I wanted to stay on vacation, but uh, that tends to happen with little kids. You know what I mean?" Yeah, uh, one of the things that we're fond of saying in my house is that kids ruin everything. <laughs> we say, we just, but, uh, you know, kids are very rewarding. And uh, as they become adults, it really becomes fun to see them come into their own. Uh, but, you know, sometimes I think that we want a level of success for our kids that 
that we think is right for us. Uh, they have to find their own way. That's what I've learned, uh, especially with my oldest recently joining the military and oh, really? finishing basic training. Yeah, they have to find their own way. It's it, What you do is not always something they want to do. And your definition of success doesn't always look like what your children's definition of success is. Hi, is this Holden? Yeah, who is this? Hey, Holden, what's going on? This is James with Sell Better. How are you? I'm pretty good. I am conducting a survey from demand folks. Do you have two seconds? I can ask you a couple questions. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so here's my first question. Is your motion over there at Alchemy a B2B motion or a B2C motion? Or both? B2B. B2B. Okay. Uh, do you guys score your leads as they come in? Uh, roughly, but we're following an ABM motion, so it's kind of secondary to the accounts. Nice. Okay, so accounts are being named. It's not necessarily about lead scoring. Do you feel like the sales team does a good job following up with the leads that you provide for? Them? Yes. Amazing. Uh, how many leads would you say, just rough estimate, do you end up with in the hands of your salespeople on a weekly basis? Oh, I'd say anywhere from 8 to 15. Eight to 15. Okay, solid. Uh, where, If you had to say that your focus was somewhere specific lately, would you say it's more on awareness and reach or more on lead gen and revenue generation? So I'd say awareness and reach right now currently. More reach and awareness now. And do you guys partner with any others to hit that goal that you're after for reach and awareness? No. No. Uh, have you thought about that in the past? Thank you very much. That's the end of the survey. Uh, but have you guys considered partnerships that might help you with those goals? Um, in the abstract. In the abstract. Uh, okay. So my name is James, as I said. Uh, have you, are you familiar with Sell Better, the daily sales show, by chance? I'm not, no. Okay, so we're live every day, and our focus is simply to raise up the sales profession and give people best practice. And we bring experts from places like the demand and marketing and sales roles in to be guests on the show. Have you ever been a guest on the show before, on a show like that? No, I have not. Would that be something that's interesting to you? I'm happy to send you a link about that after the call. Potentially. Amazing, okay, cool. Uh, I will happily send that to you in a follow-up email. We are considering launching a new program that is specifically for demand leaders like yourself. And one of the things that we're doing is driving about 500 leads for every show or more for every show that companies like Alchemy that sell B2B want to be a sponsor of. If you guys have never done anything like this, it might be very interesting. I'm wondering if you're up for a phone call with our sponsorships director, Kelly Driscoll, just to learn more about the program. It's not live yet, so it's kind of premature, uh, but it'd be great to get your insights as a head of demand. Um, I'm happy to offer input. I would warn you, though, that we are very much a vertical vertical B2B company. So we're selling into hard industries, people doing research and development. Oh, I see. Um, it might not be it, like we're not like a gong or anything that has that universal appeal. Got um, it. So it's a very specific niche industry and vertical that you're selling into. Yeah, it's a huge niche, but it is a niche. I, so I don't know if that is a fit. I won't know unless we like have a conversation and map out details and stuff. And that's something that we can do. So if you're down, I could probably set something up like next week, maybe the week after. What works for you? I'll do the week after. The week after. So that'd be the week of the 11th. Uh, let me give you some times that work. You can let me know. Uh, one second. Let me pull up Kelly's calendar. It's probably the best way. Uh, bam, here we go, right there. Holden at alchemy.cloud, is that right? Yes. Awesome. Uh, okay, so I can do like Wednesday the 13th. Uh, are you Eastern time? Pacific. Pacific, okay, so let's work with that. What works for you either Wednesday afternoon uh, or Thursday afternoon? That's the 13th or the 14th. Thursday afternoon um, before... Thursday afternoon at one. At one o'clock your time. So uh, I think that's 10 a.m. my time and it looks like that's free. Let me uh, hold in. I'm gonna send you an invite right now. Uh, hold in Kelly and James Connect. And I'm just gonna post that one myself. That makes it nice and easy. Uh, Kelly has been amazing to help us develop this program. And it's specifically for people that are in your role. So your feedback is super helpful and I appreciate your time. Uh, I'll put an agenda here that just says, 
go over details of new sponsorship program. And I'm going to send that off right now. And as soon as you click the accept button, we will be great to go. And I can give you some time back to your day. I feel like I did pretty well in five minutes. Do you have any feedback for this call? Yeah, not bad. Awesome. All right. Uh, well, thank you very much for your time. Uh, do you see that invite in your inbox? I do. Fantastic. I look forward to that meeting next week, and we will talk soon. Thank you so much, Holden. Thank you. All right. All right, there we go. Boom, boom, baby. <laughs> Is it that easy? I, uh, you know, <laughs> we cracked the code. I am all of the credit has to go to Ryan Paris because he gave me this technique for the uh hot for the for the survey. And I felt like Holden had no problems answering questions that were relevant to his role. Uh, and the survey can still exist. I can capture all the notes and everything. And we were able to schedule a great qualified call. Uh, and he's got a niche audience member. So we might be able to help him. We might be able to create something for his niche audience. Uh, who knows? But now that we have the call scheduled, we can explore it. That was, that was awesome. It seemed like it just flowed like water. Like he was okay with taking like little, little baby steps. It's like kind of like the idea of uh, what is it? Sandler trading talked about micro commitments. Yeah. Do, right. This idea of like, get, get the, Step to step, step to step. You did that in the call where they just went, yeah, I'll answer a question. Yeah, I'm answering this question. I'm answering this question. And they're like self-qualifying themselves all the way into this like perfect business problem, valuable solution. You're working on this. This is what we do. Let's do it. That's right. And the survey is all the discovery questions that you might need, right? And there's only a handful. Notice how I denote the end of the survey, survey so that he can have the option to continue talking to me or not. Uh, and I felt like the questions I asked being super relevant made it so that he felt super comfortable talking to me. I'm clearly talking to the right person. I know who I'm calling. Holy cow. That, that blows my mind. <laughs> you got me thinking about something. You got me thinking about changing the way that I'm doing this over here. Like this. <laughs> All right. So it's your turn, man. Yeah, it's my turn. I'm going to hit go, get back in the queue here. So, so I want to, I want to, I just want to clarify for uh, connect and sell use case purposes. I have, Call notes is call scheduled uh, for the 14th. Meeting scheduled, uh, follow teleprompter. I think I'm good. Do oh, I hey, Kevin with uh, HCG. Kim, how are you? Yeah, Kim, I know I'm reaching out out of the blue here on a Wednesday. Did I catch you with a minute to have a conversation? I think I heard some noise in the background. Are, are you uh, Are you on another meeting? Oh, okay. Fantastic. Well, Kim, I'll make it quick. You know, the reason I'm reaching out, my name's Kevin Hoff. I run my own business. It's called Hoff Consulting Group. I work very specifically with sales leaders and sales teams in the B2B tech space, trying to help them optimize their outbound sales process around having live conversations with folks in their target market. So I guess the, the quick takeaway question there, um, do, you, do you have a team underneath you right now? I know you have a VP title. A biz dev can mean one of five different things. Do you have a team underneath you that's doing net new business creation? Oh my gosh. Well, Kim, I am so sorry to hear about that. Um, what, what we can do here, I'm connected to a ton of folks on LinkedIn. Why don't I send you a connection request and uh, if you see, I've, I've been telling a lot of people this because the layoffs are going around like, like it's like coronavirus. Everyone's catching it. It's in the air. It's floating around in, in a tech space. Um, if you see an opportunity or someone that you want to talk to that we are second degree connected, let me know. I'm the king of sliding into DMs, acting like I know somebody really, really well if I'm connected to them. And that generally helps people start conversations, cut that line. You don't have to send a resume online and stuff like that. So. Uh, please use my profile as a resource and DM me directly if you want an introduction to anyone in my network. Awesome. Kim, you have a great rest of your day. Cheers. Yo, you're really good at providing value at every turn. And I think that's a huge skill for cold callers today. Like, even if Holden would have said, 
you know, this doesn't seem very interesting to me and it's unlikely that you're hitting our niche audience. I don't think I'm very interested in it. I would have said, well, that's fantastic. Thank you for your transparency. Let me give you a link so that your sellers can come to the show and maybe it steps up their game. And I feel like as long as you are leaving people that are saying no to you with something valuable, you're probably going to win their trust long term. And this is a long game when you're cold calling. You can get somebody that says no to you, but if you're just going to keep calling them every three months, I feel like eventually you're going to hit to a point where they're like, all right, you know, what do you got for me? Like, I appreciate your persistence. And I get that a lot. I appreciate your persistence is something that I hear often on the phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, th this is uh, something that's all too common these days, right? Tech's kind of a, the elephant in the mirror is tech is a dumpster fire. Everyone's getting laid off left, right, and sideways. Still a lot of money to be made. There's still a lot of teams to sell to, but Kim has a current role on LinkedIn. It says she's currently there and she got laid off you know, a few weeks ago and you could hear it in her voice. So I really wanted to make sure to leave a positive impact there because it, it, it kind of kind of rubs salt in the wound when I'm like, hey, you're a VP at, at this company. And she's like, no, I'm not. I got laid off. Tough. Well, I, I feel like when we approach people with the intent of providing value, it's definitely more valuable to them to continue the relationship. And isn't that the goal? You want the relationship. You want the engagement. So if your goal is to provide value that's specific to them, it'll be really hard for them to turn you away in the future, no matter what you're doing with them. That's right. That's right. Dig it. Also, I think... Um, a little note out there for everyone that's watching and just heard that conversation that I had. Um, she had left her role, but there's a there's a there's an added layer there, which is like a, a maturity level that I hope all the cool callers out there can get to, which is I could hear by the tone in her voice, it wouldn't have gone well if I said, Oh, well, who who is leading the team over at that company? Right. Because it, it sounded like I hit on a sore subject with her. And that wasn't like the kind of pain that we're looking for. We're like, oh, cool opportunity. It's the kind of pain where you're like, okay, I'm going to stop talking about that company and that business because you obviously don't like that. Because, you know, one of the things that I think might have been really easy there is to think, well, can I get a referral? I know you're not there anymore, but someone else is there. <laughs> that never works out for me when people say, you know, I'm leaving, but I'm happy to make an introduction. Even if they offer it, I'll come back to them and be like, yo, I'd love that introduction. And you almost never get it, you know? Uh, okay, so do I hit next call and it just keeps cycling through, right? Nope. All right, let's do yeah, it. Right back in the queue, baby. I'm in. Right back in. I'm in. This is actually super easy. That's, that's oh, hey, this is Kevin with the- uh, What's up, Jonathan? How are you? Matthew. Hey, what's going on? This is James with Sell Better. So I'm doing a survey right now with demand folks. Do you have a moment for just a couple questions? Ah. Oh, hey, completely understand. Well, thank you so much for your time. We'll try again later. Bye-bye. Ooh, the old, uh, we both got connected at the same time. Was, was your guy not available? Uh, no, he wasn't interested in doing the survey because it's not his thing. Here's the thing. He said to me, I'm in, a, I'm in the middle of a couple different projects, right? These are like soft brush-offs in my opinion. And that's all right. I'm okay with your soft brush-off. If you're not in a mental space to have a real conversation with me like Holden was, nothing I say in my intro is going to quick switch that mind. I, I said it was James would sell better. He didn't flinch. I don't think he knows who, who we are. That's it works even better. And notice how at the end I was like, Hey, no problem. We'll try again another time. And he was like, all right, bye. Right. He agrees to that softly That's just as well as he shrugs me off softly. <laughs> Look, I am, uh, I, I, you and I are very, very much in alignment there. There are a lot of other folks out there that don't agree with that. that think that, okay, if you have them on the phone, now is the time to say, well, Hey, you just got, you just got 10 seconds. I'll tell you why I'm calling in the hopes that whatever they say about their solution and their great shiny thing they have is going to make that person go, oh, well, suddenly this Zoom call is really boring compared to buying your stuff. And it's like, no, dude, if someone's busy, let them go. And, and by the way, you got that platform in front of you, James. I can sell. 
if you just put, you know, you didn't connect with them on there, it's going to keep them in the list. And next time you call, whoop, you're in it. Yeah. So there's a lot of pressure that SDRs put on each individual conversation because they lack a good process to get there. And that's actually, that's what happened. Doctor does. <laughs> so I will say that, uh, Try not to think, and this is probably like really good advice for folks that actually do the, the job and pick up the phone and dial numbers. No, and never talk to me again. Don't mean the same thing. Yeah. And I've said this a thousand times. Yes. You can cold call somebody and they give you the soft brush off 50 times and you never break through to that account. And you're starting to get really frustrated. So you're calling all these different people. <laughs> you're trying to get groundswell and support from the front lines. And then before you know it, you look at that person that's been telling you no for three months and they've moved on. They've got another job at another company. That prospect is just, prospective company is just as valuable as it was day one now because that person that was hit, you were hitting the ceiling, at, they don't even work there anymore. And you've already built all this groundswell up. So when the person slides in, you can give them a time to quit drinking from a fire hose, make that cold call, talk about your experiences with the company and everything that you know, you're already ready. And that is the longer game. Don't think about a phone call as I'm going to make a call and schedule a meeting. Think of a phone call, a cold call as a part of your cold contact strategy, the overall strategy that you build. It's, it's funny, you know, James, you, you mentioned that and it's, it's the same sort of conversation I have with uh, a lot of my consulting clients when I'm teaching SDRs and they, they uh, most of the time they stop and they go, wait, 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 but, but Kevin, like, isn't it all about cold calling? Aren't you like the king of cold calling? I'm like, Yes, I'm keen cold calling as the entry point. Like I like cold calling better than I like taking an hour to send an email that I don't know if it'll get there or if it'll, it, you know, if they'll respond, they'll read it. Blah, blah. I'm just obsessed with the, 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 the way that cold calling gets you in there. Yeah. To your point, it's a piece of the pie. It is. Use every other channel to follow up and say consistent. Hey, this is Kevin with uh, Hawk Consulting. Colleen, how are you? I am on a conference call right now. Something I can help oh. you with. Yeah, I can hear that. Let me reach out another day. Thank you. Cheers. All right, I'm hitting it. Hit it. I'm hitting it right now. We're gonna we're gonna try. That was money. I'm hitting next call, but nothing is happening. I gotta refresh. Refresh. You know what that was? Uh, that I could hear in the background. She's a VP of sales, and she was on a like sales something. I heard in the background they said, "Yeah, well, you know, if it's costing you money, you know, you're gonna take the action." That's like the one line that I heard from the, the loud Zoom that was in front of her face when, when I connected there. Boy. All right, here we go. I'm launching. I'm trying to. I won't. Uh... Oh, it says my session has expired. Refresh. Refresh again. Refresh and reload. And I'm going to put it. She was busy. We're going to call her back starting tomorrow. That was easy. Next call. I'm back in the queue. Two clicks, baby. Ding, ding. All right, I'm rolling. Love it. I love it. So what are the other things when it comes to um, when it comes to this like omni-channel, multi-channel strategy that people should be uh, taking advantage of? The thing that a lot of SDRs are always surprised at when I say, hey, every conversation you have live on the phone, every single time, you should add that person on LinkedIn. Oh, hey, this is Kevin with HCG. Oh, whoops. That was a false guy. Uh, I say add every single person on LinkedIn. And sometimes the, 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 the call comes, the conversation comes back and goes, wait, what are you, are you sure? Like what, you know, why, why would I add him on LinkedIn? I don't know him. Well, it's because face to face to name, face to voice, right? I think it's really important that you're not just that yeah. annoying oh, voice on the phone. Oh, is this Samantha? Yeah. Samantha, how are you today? I'm fine. Can I ask who's calling? Yes, absolutely. Uh, this is James with Sell Better. I'm doing a survey with demand folks. Do you have a moment for a couple questions? Um, I actually do not today. So um, why don't you just take me off the calling list? Thanks. Oh, sure. No sweat. Thanks. Uh, that was a, I don't have time and you can take me off your calling list. Uh, uh, I'd call it back in 45 days. 
Uh, so I don't do that, actually. I am a, a big respect person when they ask that question. And I know this is like a point of controversy. So let's talk about it, right? This is a cold call show after all. When somebody says, take me off their, the list, I could push. I used to push back so sarcastically. I'd be like, sure. Did you hear me cross off your name? Right? <laughs> like such a jerk thing to say, right? But the truth is, is that these people don't want to be bothered and no amount of pestering is likely to change that opinion. But here's what I will do. I'll follow her on social. I'll set the alarms so that when she posts, I get an alert. And then I'll leave thoughtful commentary on the things that I think are valuable. Then I will send her a quick connection request and say, I've been loving your content lately. Then I will reach out to other people that work in her department and connect with them. And before you know it, we will end up in a conversation organically that she will voluntarily sign up for. I, that is my play every time I get that kind of response. And I make the note, not a person that takes cold calls. Interesting. But James, aren't, wouldn't you agree you're kind of deducing a lot from four seconds yep. on a phone call? Yeah. When you meet somebody for the first time ever, Kevin, in person, or online, how long does it take you to kind of feel that vibe out with them? Just a couple minutes at most, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the it truth is, the is that these fast, instinctive responses that people give cold callers when they say things like, is this a cold call? Take me off your list. This is how they respond to all cold calls. It's not just me. She was willing to find out why I was calling. But when she realized it was a cold call, she was quick to say, you can take me off your list. There is no list. We all know that. There's no, I'm not sitting here with a clipboard and a pen, like crossing people off. That's not what's happening here. But this is how people perceive cold callers. This person is just trying to sell me something. That's immediately what they think. So yeah. the best thing to do is to become someone that engaged with their content, engaged with their initiatives follows them on multiple platforms. They can't log in without seeing a notification that says, James Buckley commented on your recent post. It becomes extremely difficult. I want to end up on lists. She's a demand person. My very next move is to go find a piece of collateral that I can download from their website so that James Buckley shows up on the list that that demand human has because right. I want her to recognize it. No, I, I mean, I, I see what you mean with uh, every other, like, if someone tells you to take them off the list, you, we can assume they don't like cold calls, but there's there's context to to everything. I mean, we can agree or disagree here. I don't think either either of our ways are going to be- There's no right answer. Dramatically superior. I would call that person back another day and see if you get a different answer from a different number so they don't know it's you. And they might be more receptive on another day in time. It's a concept that I, I go over in my online course called the false negative. Mm. And I think it's super common, right? And we talked about the daily sales show too. It's, it's a whole thing that uh, cool callers run into and they hear something negative from the person in the first minute of the call and they go, oh, cross that name off the list, never call them again. Man. No, I will, I will almost always call somebody back. I don't have a problem calling her back. Let me be very clear. But it's probably not going to be in 45 minutes. It's probably not going to be in three days. It's probably going to be in six months when she can't even remember the conversation that we yeah. had, because what I don't want to hear is please stop calling me. Yes. Uh, take me off your oh. list. Please stop calling me. Never call me again. These are the same. These are the same spam laws and the same personal boundaries that we cross when we keep sending templated emails to the same account over and over and they keep clicking unsubscribe and we keep sending and they keep clicking and we keep sending from different email addresses. It's the same personal space that you are violating with these humans. And it will almost always land you in more trouble than it will good in my experience. Keep in mind, up to this point, I've sold to two, maybe three different personas. And it's a Salesforce administrator, which, by the way, is a very difficult technical person to sell to. Uh, and then uh, sales leaders. Sales leaders has been the dominant persona that I've sold to for the last 10 years of my sales career. Uh, and those people do push back when they don't want to be contacted anymore. They, I've been served with a do not, with a cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I have, yeah. I've been served with a cease and desist before because I would not, I would not <laughs> write. <laughs> oh, tell me you are a bulldog. Without <laughs> a bulldog. That's, that's gnarly. That's gnarly. Cease and desist. Yeah. All right, next call. I'm back in. Yeah, let's get back into it. I am back into it as well. Yeah, I can't believe I scheduled that demo on the first call. That's funny. It worked perfectly. Worked perfectly. And there's, there's, there's probably some SDR that was tuned in and saw that and said, hey, I'm changing my entire approach based on one call. Hey, I'm all about trying new things. Every persona is different. Yes. That, that was, I was about to say that. Yeah. Different things will work with different types of personas. And really trying to nail that is really important. Yeah, but it's worth saying that like, Every buyer, we always say like every seller has an ideal buyer, right? That's something we hear a lot, but it's worth saying that every buyer has an ideal seller too. For every person that's turned off by my incredibly large energy, there is a person out there that's attracted to it, that wants to buy from it. For every person that has the dry monotone delivery on the phone and you're like, oh God, I could not listen to that person talk to me for three hours, right? That would drive me nuts. Somebody out there really is attracted to that calm, mellow delivery that doesn't shake. It's out there for you, that Ben Stein voice. Ben Stein. Wow. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, uh, the tiny story I have about that, I had a consulting client about a year and a half ago, and one of the SDRs had the most monotone, deadpan, flat delivery when he would call. And I coached him initially on like, hey, dude, like we got to like vary up the tone. But he was calling cybersecurity professionals and he got, he, he had this very to the point way that he, that he pitched and they loved it. He ended up being the top dog and he wasn't using my, you know, my, the way that I think about using tonality and going up and down in the call, but you know, exactly what we're talking about here, where he nailed the persona and the tone that he needed. And it wasn't exactly having this up and down conversation that was dynamic. It's straight and to the effing point. Well, well, we had a top performer in 2015, 2016 that was constantly being told no, but scheduling meetings anyway. So get this. We started listening to these calls and he oh, was, man. so his name is Max. Fantastic person. I mean, like this dude had the most mellow, you know, confident feel to his vibe. And he'd be like, so what about Wednesday at three? And they'd be like, no, that doesn't work. And he'd be like, how about Wednesday at three? And they'd be like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I was the same times, but he would just repeat it and they would say, yeah, that works. I think people naturally want to say no to a cold caller or a meeting on their calendar from somebody that they're not expecting to hear from, especially. Uh, but then like eventually the human nature part of it plays into it and people end up you know, getting caught in that soft objection that they, you know, are you in front of your calendar? No, what it's in your pocket. Like, <laughs> can we not lie to each other, please? Like, that's a good opener. Hey, what's up? This is a cold call. Can we not lie to one another today? <laughs> can we not lie to one another? <laughs> All right, I'm back in. Dude, this is fun. You should do this like constantly. You. <laughs> I do it every other week. Hop on calls, baby. It, it is fun. Um, a lot of people still can't believe that I do it at all. It, and a lot of the cool calling influencers I reach out to, influencers say, uh, no, I'm not going to do it live. Come on. Okay. This kid's Kevin with the HCG. <clears throat> Sorry about that, Scott. Yeah. Yep, I can hear that you're on a call. Let me uh, reach out to you another time. Another one of those ones where he picks up and you can hear the Zoom in the background and he immediately said, I'm on another call. I can't talk right now. Let me ask you this. Does Connect and Sell use uh, like a local presence? Is dialing from a local number? Um, It's not necessarily local presence, but Connect and Sell does rotate your number. Oh, that interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't guarantee local presence, but they, um, other platforms handle this this issue differently, but Connect and Sell kind of just handles the number part for you. With with all the dialing platforms, there's a huge emphasis on not having spam numbers. When you call, it shouldn't show up as telemarketer or spam likely and stuff like that. So 
I, I can tell you anecdotally, um, you know, Kekinsella's had a really, really good uh, dial pool. Comes to like, how do you actually get connected to people? Like people never mention, I've never once had someone mention, hey, your number came up with spam line where it has in the past. Hours. Yeah, I think that happens. Uh, I think that happens with a lot of dialer systems. So that's good that there's a focus on that not coming through that way. I would turn me off big time. For sure, for sure. They're getting they're getting more and more picky. The other day I had uh, I had a, a missed call and it said uh, uh, it said it underneath it survey. Maybe your calls are going to start coming up survey. You call, you never know. But it told me it was a survey, so I just double clicked it and sent it to to voicemail. I was like, yeah, no thanks, no time for a survey right now. No time for a survey. I'm okay with no time for a survey right now. I'll call you back tomorrow. Like, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Hey, you got, is this a better time for the survey? It's like five questions. Are you good? <laughs> hey, did I catch you on your way to work? Maybe you can answer these questions real quick. Yeah, we can do the, the Morgan J. Ingram approach. He always talks about calling before and after hours. Yo, that guy is an animal. Like <laughs> the things that he figures out are like way different. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I struggle with the before and after hours thing because personally, I, I live by the golden rule, right? What's the golden rule? Do as unto others as you want done with you. If you call my phone and it's 6.30 and I got my daughter sitting on my lap and I'm not talking about sales, I'm not talking about business, I'm not talking about anything. I'm like, no, dude, call me tomorrow while I'm working, bye. Um, so the thing is, is that you, but, but you just said it. No, dude, call me tomorrow when I'm working. You do actually answer that call, but you're quick to say, hey, I'm here with my kid. Like, you know, can we do this tomorrow? Like, you know, hit me up like during the work hours. And if I have the time, we, we can connect. I do this a lot. I am also an after hours caller though. Like I will stay, we used to stay late and call Australia because we realized in all of our travels that when we spoke with Australian companies, they were like very excited to talk to us. They were more approachable. Once we realized this going to the events, we just started to stay later and continuously dial into places where we knew we would be more well-received. Uh, and that became like a once a month thing for us where we would come in at, you know, seven o'clock at night and stay until 2 a.m. And start power dialing into Australia. And you would be amazed at what an impact this could have on your pipeline health, your quota the things that you can manage to make happen just by doing something that's outside of the box and hitting an untapped resource like another country, this is quite real. Uh, I, I don't think enough people think about time zones. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like what is a time zone that is effective for you? No matter what time of day it is in your world, there's somebody awake and able to have a business conversation. So be ready for that. That's a... Uh... That's a piece of the pie that I have found is a lot more difficult post COVID because you used to be able to count on if you have a Maryville, Tennessee number, you live in Maryville, Tennessee, but you might have moved from Maryville, Tennessee, to uh, Northern Oregon during the pandemic. Back when I, because I, I used to run an agency, right? An agency that did a lot of outbound calls on behalf of other companies. And on, on the macro level, we saw a shift. I'm talking about like 4,000 dials a day. Yeah. We saw a shift where it's like, hey, we can't really count on that as much as we thought we could. But to your point, if you if you know somebody, right? If you know if you you followed them, you know you see on LinkedIn it says that they're there. You know, that there's a really good chance. Then calling them at the right time is sort of important. But that that gets back to the other uh, the other question that some people have asked me on webinars and stuff is like, when's the best time to cold call? And if, if you tell a rep the best time to cold call is only these certain times, they're going to wait until those times. And then, oh, whoops, meeting came up. Oh, my dog threw up on the carpet. Oh, whatever. Got to wait till the next good time to call. And it's yeah. like you, you end up not making nearly as many calls. And we lose a sense of productivity overall. I, so I think uh, the number of calls that is expected is often a big talking point. Uh, but I tell sellers all the time. Get your calls in early. And every time you f find a direct dial, here's like probably the best tip that I ever got. And believe it or not, I got it from a news anchor. Uh, best I tip ever. I did not even, for as far as cold calling goes, 
He said, my number one go-to tactic is that I get everybody's phone number and save them as a contact in my phone. The reason is because you never know who's going to call you back when. You never know when they're going to see something that draws their need to speak with you about what you offer, what you do, and dial your phone number. You want to be able to answer that phone and go, what's up, Kevin? How are you? Instead of going, hello? And then scrambling to try to figure out whether you're on your CRM or online or whatever to figure out who dialed your phone number. This is probably one thing that cold callers miss all the time. And it's because they don't think anyone's going to call them back. And I can't disagree with them. I mean, we leave voice messages every day constantly. And I don't know any cold callers that are like, yep, my voice, my phone just rings off the hook with people calling me back every day to get, to get my value. Like I, I can't control all the inbound calls that I'm getting because of the voicemails that I leave. It's, it's, it's overwhelming. They never say these things, No, but that one person that calls you back that truly is interested in hearing more about what you do because they have a problem right now. You can't pick that phone up and scramble to figure out who they are and feel, and then feel like, you know, what you're talking about and who you're reaching out to and what you're doing. They're going to feel a lack of confidence in you at that moment. And it's tough to fight it. So save every direct dial as a contact in your phone. Uh, I mean, not every direct dial, but, but yeah, I'm not, I do every single one of them, dude. I have thousands, thousands Thousands of people in my contact. Cold prospects you've never done business with that are in your phone. Absolutely. Because if they, if I am looking for them again, or if I get that call back, or if they find me online, you know me, man. I put my cell phone number out there all the time. Cold call yeah. me all 305-632-6005. I love a good cold call. I will probably learn something from you. So bring it to me. Like, let's do it. Right? I do this. So the people that dial my phone number, man, I want to know who they are. If I get them calling me and I don't know who the number is, I'm very honest. Hey, who's this? How'd you get this number? Right? Because I want to know, like, what's the source? But then I'm like, is this your cell? Can I save it? And while they're talking to me, I'm saving their number. I'm saving their number. Also, because I want to know, do I want to answer this call later when they call? (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm a big fan of saving people's numbers that you're doing business with. But like I'm dialing a list of 600 people right now. And I'm not going to put them all on my phone. But look, to, to your point, if you can find people that are key people that you want to talk, you know you want to talk to again, maybe now isn't the time, saving that number would be huge. Dude, yeah, your chat get blown up, dude. Does your phone get blown out? How many cold calls do you get a day? I, I probably get four or five a day. Four or five a day. Four or five a day. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I have had I've developed some great opportunities. Uh, I've made some incredible friendships this way with real sellers. I have helped a lot of people. Yeah, call me a chat. I will come you on your show. I am there, dude. I wouldn't say no to you. What are you talking about, man? That's so <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I've built some really good relationships by taking phone calls. I've also helped a lot of people. I've stopped them in their tracks and been like, whoa, whoa, take a breath. Do you realize you've been talking for two minutes and I've not said a word? And they're like, oh, oh, yeah. Right. And then suddenly this realization comes like, I don't even give a shit what I'm doing. I'm just like spitting out this crap that somebody gave me. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I mean, I've, uh, I've only been cold called that like really good cold calls, like two times. And I remember both very, very specific. Uh, one was a guy named Dom, Dom, Dom Autogardi. I actually had him on and we did live cold calling the next week together because he cold called me. I was in his database as a, you know, a CEO owner of a company to sell me a database. He had a database product. And I was like, dude, that was an amazing cold call. Like, do you make cold calls a lot? He's like, yeah, man, I, I love cold calling. I'm the only one my team does. And I'm like blowing out my quota. I'm like, dude, call my show. Let's do it. And we had a great session together. That's great. That's great, man. Uh, I've been cycling through here and it's apparently demand folks often do not answer. <laughs> yeah. Could be. Uh, but that's okay. That's a challenge I'm willing to accept because remember that this is all just a part of the contact strategy overall. Oh, hey, this is Kevin with uh, HCG. Steven, how you doing? Yeah, my name's Kevin Hopp. Uh, I actually run my own company, Hop Consulting Group. I know I'm catching out of the blue. I think I just had a false connect. Like my phone was acting up. I hate when it does that. Um, did I catch you with a minute to have a quick chat? 
No, you're you're busy. And he hung up. All right. Wait, did he did he did he pick up or did he call you? No, he picked up. And then, if, he, if he called you and we were just talking about how your phone never gets callbacks, uh, I was gonna shit, dude. Yeah, yeah that, that one's a one. <laughs> no, no, I I called him. Uh, he he like quick connected and then it it was like false positive. But I always double click, double tap is what I call that. The old double tap and uh, double tapped and called. Yeah, him. hey, is this Stasa? Hey, this is James with Sell Better. I'm doing a survey with demand folks. Do you have a second? Oh, no second at all for a couple questions about demand? All right. That's a hang-up. Oh, no conversation. No, no convo. Hey, it happens. I think I, I wonder if I said her name right. I said Stasa, and it might have been Stasa. I don't, I don't know. Sometimes the, the name thing sometimes is weird, like, Oh, dude, it's the worst part. So. I have butchered so many names, dude. <laughs> I'll get, so I'll give everybody that's in the room, I will give you a tip. Pronouncenames.com will help you to pronounce certain names, but you have to be careful and make sure that you verify. Here's a good way to verify. Sometimes on LinkedIn, they have the little speaker next to their profile and they'll tell you how to pronounce their name. Go figure that out. I'll give you a good example as to why. I introduced Adrian Saya as Adrian C., when he first joined our team and I used pronouncenames.com and that's the name that it gave me the pronunciation. I was like, that's the first time that it's ever failed me. So it is a good resource. Don't misunderstand me, but be sure and check. <laughs> and here's a good way to check. I will always ask, am I saying the name right? People appreciate that because they want you to say their name appropriately. Yeah. I mean, they, they definitely do. The, the other thing that I teach SDRs, which is different than the technique you're using is you don't open the call by saying their name because you could do just that. You open the call just by saying your name. Hey, this is James. Say, sell better. How you been? Well, what, 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 who is this? What, yeah, I'm, I'm right. you. Do I know you? <laughs> and it, it's a formulaic thing. I like the whole intros thing. You know, I think I did a. We talked about this. Me and Ronan talked about this on the, on the show. Yep, on the Sell Better show. Like, I'll tell you that this particular person has a 305 phone number, and so do I. I wonder if I had been able to dial her manually. Would she have been more apt to have the conversation because I could have started with, hey, what's up? I'm calling people in Miami. Uh, I'm also from Miami, right? And that relative might have been good. Like, you know, we, we have the same 305 phone number. Uh, she might have been more apt to have the conversation. Might not have mattered, but maybe. Uh, and that's one of the things that I always think about when I think about like dialers and numbers and cycling through numbers. I always try to think like, damn, dude, where's the line, you know? How are we, are we dece deceiving them by doing this? I remember I used to have local presence, which was a big deal uh, back in 2015. If you could dial somebody from your phone and come up as their area code, oh my God, you are a sales god. So <laughs> here we go, local, local presence. I would dial all these people and I remember so many times they'd be like, I thought you were my child's school. I don't have time for this. Or they'd be like, I'm expecting a call from my wife from her office. I can't have this conversation. And you're, and they're like, you're, this is not right. <laughs> are you guys, they'll be like, are you guys local? Are you here in Pennsylvania? And you're like, no, I'm calling you from Knoxville, Tennessee. And they're like, oh, this came up as a Pennsylvania number. That's poor shit. And then they would just hang up. <laughs> yeah, it does it. I mean, the, the local presence fad was, was interesting. And you know, what was, what I found interesting as someone who was a sales rep back when it was popular, you know, who loved local presence a lot more than frontline reps managers and executives thought it was like the key they thought it was like oh my god here's what we're gonna Game do changer <laughs> yeah yeah like a bit like the first time i had a sales manager that saw that you can have software that tells you when people open emails yeah he's like, oh oh i know what we're gonna do drop everything we're gonna call people who open emails that's all we're gonna do and they don't open the email three times i don't want you to call them and then you call and reference the email and they're like what i never got your email fuck off that was the original lead scoring. Did they open your email three times? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And fast forward to nowadays, right? Like uh, Apple and, and Microsoft and Google are opening every email 17 times to, to scan it for, you know, attachments and security and stuff like that. So a lot of false positive indications out there. It's true. Uh, I, 
If your email has been opened 17 times, one of two things is happening. One, they're opening it as many times as they can just to mess with you because they know you track it, or they've forwarded it to their team as an example of what not to do. It's not always a positive thing to yeah. see 37 emails opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's not a metric that, <laughs> that I track at all, really, anymore. Also, I find myself, sometimes I go through my Gmail inbox by clicking on the arrows. Mm. Like that, that's kind of faster sometimes. So I'm going click, 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 click. And that's like open, 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 open. But it's like yeah. open, close, open, close, open, close. So I don't know. So I, think we, I think we do the same thing every day when we come in from lunch and when we come in from our, uh, when we come back in for the morning, we scan, right? And the, in, the inbox is always that place where we associate with work. We're like, oh, this sucks. Uh, in, inbox 100, like it's going to be a shitty morning, right? But that's why I default to the phone. If there is a phone number, I'm going to dial it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty militant about not being on email lists. So I'm only on like a few email lists and they're ones that I choose to be on. So anytime I'll, I'll go through and I'll say, uh, unsubscribe, 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 click uh, subscribe at the bottom of the thing. I'm really good about that. The new thing I'm doing now, Steven, is every time, or uh, James, not Steven, uh, every time that I get a cold LinkedIn connect and they, they generally put some canned thing in there like, hey, great to connect with you. Duh, 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 duh. I say, yeah, great connecting with you. No pitches. No pitches. When I add the no pitches part, it has saved me a lot of headache. Yeah. Yeah. No pitches is very attractive to people that just want to have good conversation. Look at Holden, the first call that we got connected with today. He didn't expect a pitch. And I opened with the fact that I was doing a survey, you know, and there was no way that once we got going, that momentum, I was going to allow it to stop. Uh, that last question that I asked, do you currently partner with others to hit those demand goals for reach and awareness. That was his answer for the previous question. You know, and he said no. And I immediately was like, well, that's the end of the survey. Like, yeah. Because that's what the fuck I want to talk about. <laughs> yep. Got the, got the train on the right track. Like, cool. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. So uh, I do have, uh, I have to refresh again. Apparently I'm, I'm not running right here. Well, demand folks. We can, uh, we can also kind of wrap up here if you want. Oh, that's right. We're up on time. Damn, this is fun, yeah. dude. I did not even realize. Yeah. Thank you uh, once again for coming on here. If you want to drop a link to the Daily Sales Show, I think I've been on the show a few times. Uh, I've tuned into a number of the shows. You weren't lying when you said you get heavy hitters. You get people who know what's up in the industry, whether you're talking about email, social, phone, you know, actual closing, actual sales stuff, not sales development. I feel like you guys touch a lot of different areas and I really dig that. Yeah, I, you know, the thing that's cool about the Daily Sales Show is that if you come in and watch shows as an SDR, you're gonna get value. If you come in and you watch shows, so here's that link to the shows, uh, and you can come in, you can sign up for just the ones that are relevant to your role and the relevant to the role that you want. If you're an SDR aiming to be an AE, come to both styles of shows. If you're a customer success rep, Go to the closing shows and the CS shows that we have there. It's an important piece of the puzzle to realize that this is a journey. You might be an SDR right now, but hopefully you're going to learn the other side of the coin really soon as an AE. Then you're going to want to be a customer success rep and then maybe become a director or a VP or a manager. You don't know what your future holds until you start mapping that out for growth. And cold calling is a great window into the introduction into prospecting, which is something you will always have to do no matter what role you hold in sales. People kind of forget that. I know I know. I, I had that experience where when I went from SCR to AE, I was like, oh, I made it. I finally made it. I can be a closer. I'm going to be all closing all day. Guess what? My VP said, go prospect. Yeah. You don't have an SDR. It's up to you to go prospect. I'm like, Dude, I'm, I'm an AE. What are you talking about? I got close deals, man. I'm yeah. strategic. I'm strategic. I don't have to prospect. And, and that experience, I did that twice where I, I moved to AE jobs and I thought right. that I would get to close and learn how to close. And it was all prospect. Yeah. That is my, uh, that is my villain origin story around how I became the king of cold calling, right? Like the, the cold calling guy. Because I was like, God damn it. Like, I gotta, I gotta learn this. I gotta get good at this because yeah, I'm not getting away from it. And it doesn't seem like it's like gonna go away. And yeah. I turned it into my superpower. It was my biggest weakness, not my biggest strength. 
And, you know, it's, ne- it's never going anywhere. Cold calling will always be a channel that is effective for sales professionals. I put another link in the chat if you want to drop it into the comments there. And it's just all of my favorite resources this month. This is all free stuff. There's outbound sequences here, sales trigger stuff, uh, plays for attention grabbing, common objections and how to handle them. Uh, there's even a sales navigator playbook in there uh, and that, uh, that link for the upcoming shows. But, you know, feel free to take advantage of all of those resources for everybody that came today. Thank you so much for having me, man. Awesome. Thanks, James. I really do appreciate it. Last shout out here to our sponsor, Connect and Sell. Thanks for allowing us to have, we probably had like, what, six, seven conversations in an hour while talking, while chatting it up. It was yeah. pretty list, you know, in your own words, James, it was very easy to use. If you haven't checked out Connect and Sell, please do. And everybody join me in two weeks. We hop on more calls.